0: Levels, 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 levels. So remember how you know? Last week we started with feedback.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah. I I've got some on that, but but we can save that later for later if you'd like.
0: Yeah, actually, because I I'd like to start this week with something that I learned. Okay. Okay. Sure.
1: I mean, as we've established, um, y- y- you don't follow any rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope. No, no, I don't. So so this week I'm scrolling, as I'm bound to do, right? And I learned the history of German chocolate cake.
1: Is, is that the one with uh, coconut and pecans? Y-
0: yeah, it's the one that I can't stand. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Okay, so what'd you learn?
0: So it was originally German's chocolate cake with an apostrophe S. It was named for Samuel German who invented the process of dark baking chocolate in the 1800s. Who says we're not an educational podcast again, and source of all truth and knowledge. The cake was created in 1957 by a Mrs. George clay, a homemaker from Dallas, Texas, and was published in a column in the Dallas morning news. There you go.
1: <clears throat> Apparently I should have said in 50 words or less. Okay, so, <laughs> so check me here. One, it's not German. Nope. Two, it wasn't invented by the guy it's named after. And three, the woman who created it isn't even entirely credited with the invention
0: as she is listed as Mrs. George Clay. <laughs> right. Yep. And I, I got to tell you, I I spent more time than I'd like to admit trying to find the woman's first name so that we could give her proper credit, and we can't. It's nowhere.
1: Not for nothing, Jeb, but is something here supposed to be funny?
0: <laughs> no, 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 not, I mean, why start now? But no, it's, you know, just educational. I thought it was kind of interesting.
1: Okay. All right. Okay, that's good cuz cuz I was worried there for a minute.
0: You were worried that it wouldn't be funny?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I I knew it wouldn't be funny. <laughs> no. No, I was worried about the other thing.
0: The other the other thing?
1: German cake. I thought you were surprising me with a money or Nazis to start the show.
0: <laughs> oh my god. There's so much content for this. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast, Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prinz and Preston. There he is. (laughs) Failure is always an option and dog noise is also an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Pretty good. Do you need some help over there?
1: No, 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 no. Preston has this amazing power. He's been quiet for the last two and a half hours. And as soon as the red light goes on, he's like, I have thoughts. I- <laughs> he, he also manages to do that. He knows exactly when I get on camera and microphone for meetings at work somehow as well. So, yes. Yeah. The, the easiest way to make him quiet is just to turn Zoom off. And then he's like, oh, no, no. audience. I got nothing to do.
0: Oh dear. Not for nothing. Speaking of people not getting credit for things that they're supposed to get credit for, have you watched Lessons in Chemistry yet? No, we have not. You should watch it. It's very good. I, I think it's on the list,
1: but I'm not sure where the list is anymore. <laughs> so that's the problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. By did the way, know, my, oh, go ahead. Did you know that if you're in Apple Notes? And you use the check boxes thing. You can turn on a function where when you check the box, when you check the little circle, it moves whatever the item is in your list to the bottom of it. Yes. It's really cool. Boy, that's handy. You should use that.
1: (laughs) I was just thinking when you said it was Mrs. George Clay, my other thought was, so we were this close to instead of being called German chocolate cake, it was going to be called Clay cake, which wouldn't probably draw everybody in. Hey, who wants a big piece of clay cake?
0: Yum. I'm full
1: I'm full. <laughs> um, it's got it's got coconut and pecans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two of my favorite things. Hard pass. Speaking of someone who likes coconut and pecans. Amy's listening to last week's show. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Vegas isn't in Vegas. Yeah, that that's correct. Yes.
1: Most of what you think of Vegas isn't actually in
0: Vegas. The Bellagio Fountain? Not in Vegas. The, 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 the Eiffel Tower, the small one in Vegas.
1: Not in Vegas. The Eiffel Tower in Vegas, not in Vegas.
0: (laughs) Yes. Sphere? Not in Vegas. Sphere? Sphere? Not? No. Really? No. Pyramid? Not in Vegas. Not. No, none of that. None. None. Really? Yeah. Caesar's palace.
1: Not in Vegas. Well, crap. On the other hand, she did say we should probably hold this because she said, can we, you know, can we do a bonus episode on that? Always looking for bonus episode topics. (laughs) Although I'm pretty sure Vegas, not Vegas for 30 minutes of you just randomly calling out buildings and me saying not in Vegas.
0: Not in Vegas. <laughs> Fremont Street experience. Vegas. Actually Vegas. Yes. Yeah. The Mob Museum. The Neon Museum. All things that are actually in Vegas. Yes. yes. Except. Yeah. But it, it was more of a structure of city government and how those things operate was what she was interested in. And Toddler 401k could hop on and help us out. She thought that would she thought that would be a really, really good bonus episode. She's all about government operations, how efficient they can be. We had an opportunity here in Des Moines several several years ago to do the county city slash county government and merge it all into one operating kind of like I think Louisville did, okay, and we declined, and it may have been the worst decision we ever made. Um, as a Metro, we could have saved so much money and gotten so much more efficient, but we can talk about that at another time too. Let's see.
1: Hey, everybody. Do you want to join us for our new efficiency and local government podcast?
0: (laughs) We'll make sure we let you know when that one's coming up. So you don't don't accidentally stumble into it. So (laughs) basically
1: you're taking a look at either a strong council format versus a strong mayor camp format now uh what we've seen basically is in when you have oh my god oh
0: oh 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 sorry fell asleep there in the middle of our own damn podcast
1: you know what you know what i have i have a working title for it i just have a working title for it okay how does this sound lunesta
0: (laughs) Let's oh. not use that as the title for this show. <laughs> Noted. How about how about feedback, follow up, and updates beyond yeah. beyond what we already <laughs> got? Nice yeah, catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. I don't think I have anything from Lisa. Okay, uh, Sherry sent us a note letting us know that she's glad that she finally taught us something. Knock. And pause. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like bend and snap. You remember, Ben? Never mind.
1: Yes. I was thinking the same thing. Yes. Yeah. See? Yep. Yep. Except it's completely the opposite of that.
0: But. It, <laughs> yeah, because we don't want to see anything. No. Danny sent us a mug shot of his mug and its ceremonial prize winning toddy, I guess. I don't know. And he thought, I don't follow your rules. Should have been the show title last week. (laughs) I don't follow your rules. (laughs) Doug sent me a note. You know, you could have stopped the pod and explained the jokes to your audience so that more people could have enjoyed it. But you didn't do that, did you?
1: (laughs) Was that in any reference to any particular joke or just in general?
0: Uh, uh, that was the joke for one person, but it could oh. have applied to, it could have applied to so, so many, yeah. so many. Yeah. So many. Doug, that,
1: Doug, that, that assumes that you think that we actually know what the heck the jokey itself even means. That's an assumption sometimes without merit. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded funny. What did it mean? I have no idea. I
0: do I, I don't know. <laughs> uh and jake sent me a note uh this i suppose this could go into follow up it kind of leads in that direction the iowa state university football team is in now in need of a new offensive coordinator okay are you familiar with any offensive coordinators who are seeking work right now
1: nope nope can't can't think of one
0: nope all of his all, all of his gear, all of his clothing is already 50% there. All he needs is a red crayon scrawled with state underneath the Iowa, and he's good to go. Well, X through all the Tiger Hawks. No?
1: That would How? probably be the, the worst beatdown Iowa ever gave to Iowa State in the history of the rivalry, would be hiring Kid Ferrins. <laughs>
0: How awesome would it be, though, if he actually hired Kid Ferentz and then proceeded to kick Kirk's ass with his shitty offensive coordinator, turning them loose and just letting them go?
1: So we've taken uh, Mike Leach's air raid and we've bumped it up a notch. Wait, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Kirk's going. Did anybody know we could throw the
0: pass forward? When did that rule change? Anyway. <laughs> Let's see. We had a couple of um actually the title of last week's show. Yeah. It's sweeping the nation? Yeah. We said we said it's sweeping the country and we said mm. it twice. Oh. We never actually we are I don't toddlers, I don't know if you've discovered this or not. The title of the show is always something that we absolutely say at some point during the episode. And
1: by always, we mean usually.
0: Clearly because now. You,
1: because you don't follow those rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's sweeping the nation sounded so much better. And it's yeah. clearly what I intended to say. So, yes. you know. Yes. I, I must have been off my game a little bit because. Um, actually we were playing Todd out of no, and I played the theme for Dwayne guess a number. (laughs) Yeah. Did you catch that?
1: I, I, I did. And I was just like, you know, we're just going to whatever
0: it's fine. Did you catch it real time? Did you catch it when we were doing it?
1: Well, I think what went through my head is wait, what song do we play for? What? I don't know. I, I I can't keep track of this stuff.
0: (laughs) To Too many, too many themes. Oh, well, whatever. And then you brought something for follow-up.
1: Yeah, just uh, we talked about. We we had talked about how little uh, MLS referees make ad nauseum. Yeah, not not them ad nauseum. We were ad nauseum. Anyway, they uh, they did not come to an agreement. So last night, as we record, the MLS season kicked off with replacement referees. Because the organization that hires the referees, which is separate from MLS, locked them out. So they said, hey, for you assistant referees that we were getting paid $17,000 a year, stop asking for more money. And we're going to find somebody who wants that job for even less money.
0: So is this like ref on ref violence? It's not the MLS locking them out
1: yes the the MLS unlike NFL NHL baseball, hockey all directly employ the refs it's that's
0: where I was confused when I saw this story. What happens here in football and this is true in the EPL in the
1: English Premier League as well the MLS contracts out with the professional referees organization pro. Just as a side note, if you have to tell everybody that you're pro, you're probably not. Anyway, so they don't hire referees. They hire referees as a service. So they pay pro and pro is run by former referees. They are the ones who hire the referees, pay the referees, train the referees, schedule the referees and get rid of referees or whatever. So the, the league is at arm's length, except, except, so you'll notice most of them, the league isn't even talked about because it's between the, it's between the referee organization and the referees. However, the MLS commissioner, Dan Garber was asked about it prior to the opening match. And he went off on the referees saying, They weren't negotiating in good faith. We don't know what we what they what they even want. Uh, At one point, somebody said, "Can we? How how long is this going to last?" And he said, "I have no idea. We they won't tell us what they want. They just keep they keep saying no, but they won't even tell us anything. I don't even know. It's entirely this is a hundred percent on them. We're willing to talk, but they're not even willing to say any possible thing. So I have no earthly idea what it is that they want. So." It's a useful thing to keep the league out of it right until the until the until the commissioner says, hold my beer. The good news is, I've watched a lot of MLS. What I will tell you is, if you get rid of all the professional referees and bring in the replacement referees, it will not affect the level of refereeing in the games. Anyway, enough about that. That was ad nauseum. We should move on. <laughs> You've already been given that note in the truck, so we're moving on.
0: <laughs> well, then the, the next thing on the list is is Doug's favorite segment, maybe favorite favorite segment of all time, Technical Corner. So more more referee stories. The I was working a game two nights ago, and there was some what you typically see down in the post, right? Big kids beating on each other, right? Kid with the ball turns, dribbles once, bounces into the guy that's being the, that's you know on defense, bounces into the guy again, and then goes up and lays the ball in. Ball goes in. He takes two steps and then starts jogging backwards. You're too small to guard me. At which point we administered a technical.
1: As as
0: you do as as you do because taunting like that is absolutely not allowed and so we shot technical fouls and I went I you know I calmly blew my whistle walked over to the bench reported my partners take a you know somebody from the opposite team over start shooting free throws I go over to talk to the head coach to because invariably I mean this is a playoff game he wants to know what happened I tell him, he's like, "Wait, sweet Lord. We talked to him. All- now, did he say, I'm like, he said it right to the kid. I'm like, yeah, we can't do that. So then, and then we had a nice conversation about how his year has been going. And, and then we got to the end of the shooting, the free throws and a kid checks in to replace him and he proceeds to chew this kid out for three minutes. And then he doesn't come back in for 10. Like seriously, I I was, I'm like, we're, it's going to be one of those games if we ignore it and we just let it keep on going. So, uh, what a fan it was, this was a fantastic basketball game, two nights ago, really, really fun playoff basketball came down to six points. It was a blast, had a really good time anyway.
1: I'm, I'm really glad that you didn't have to say though, did he say it right to him? He said it right to him. Well, I mean, admittedly, he had to bend down a little bit to get <laughs> down to his level. <laughs> but then he said it right to his. But Then he said it right to, right to him. Right to after he squatted top. quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, should we play the right theme this week? Absolutely. Okay, then let's do this. That's right. It's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne guess the number. Okay, hit me.
1: <clears throat> okay. This one is fun in commercial aer- aerospace. So, you we we've heard about the the door plug departing mid-plane from the Alaska Airlines flight.
0: Yep. Buckle up, toddlers. Yeah.
1: And there was a lot of discussion about who was at fault and what happened and, and the NTSB has actually figured it out and it's, it's scary. So we're not even going to talk about that.
0: However, are, are we going to get into the nuts and bolts of this?
1: Absolutely not because there were no
0: bolts. Okay. That's so just, okay. yep. Yeah, okay. Just there was checking. zero, that's... there were zero bolts. I think we may have identified the problem. <laughs> yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Please. Sorry. Okay
1: a lot has been made however of a lot has been made of the fact that Boeing gets to inspect its own work and certify that its own work is up to standards in lieu of the FAA having thousands of inspectors So they get to self-inspect and then they get to sign a, a line. They get to sign in a test that they've done all the work right. They've also done this at, so Boeing makes a bunch of this stuff, but they also have a bunch of subcontractors and the subcontractor, a big subcontractor for them who makes the 737 fuselages is called Spirit Aerosystems. And Spirit makes all of the fuselages and then they send them to Boeing who does the assembly and they make a bunch of other stuff. They also do some stuff for Airbus but mostly for Boeing. So Boeing also inspects gets to inspect what Spirit is doing. Now, the so there's a lot of questions about should the FAA be more involved in all of this? Here is the FAA does have inspectors for Boeing and Spirit. So it's not like there's no inspectors. I'm going to I'm going to ask for the number and then I'm going to give you some context so that you can help I'm going to try to help you here. Okay. Okay. So the question is, how many FAA inspectors are assigned to Boeing and how many FAA inspectors are assigned to Spirit to oversee manufacturing? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Boeing has one, two, three, four, five. They have six assembly plants across the United States that do Commercial aviation. Okay. okay? And Spirit has one, two, two of them that are in the United States, plus one in Malaysia, and let's say one in the UK. So they've got four assembly plants. When we say assembly, right? I
0: mean, they're assembling multiple, they're big plants. Okay. okay, so those of you playing along at home, we're now at 10.
1: Yeah, so there's 10 assembly plants. Between How the many? two. Yeah. Between the two. And by the way, again, the one Boeing plant in Everett, when we say there's one plant, it is the world's largest indoor building, <laughs> right? It's a single right. plant Okay. that covers all of that. Okay, so Dwayne, hopefully I need you some time to think about this. How many FAA inspectors are devoted to Boeing? And how many are tasked with inspecting Spirit?
0: Let's go with three for Boeing and two for Spirit. Half the number of buildings that they have each.
1: I Should have gone with my other thing. This isn't as fun as I thought it would be.
0: Oh, <laughs> why? Am I right? Do I get to play a bell? You don't. No, no. you're oh. you're off. But surprisingly, okay. you're low.
1: Oh. The FAA devotes two dozen inspectors to all of Boeing.
0: <laughs> oh, so there are two inspectors per plant? Yes. On average, if you average it out. Yes. Okay.
1: To check every plane. <laughs> yes. And two people. Two people. And these things can run... Up to twenty four hours a day. So, right. right. And for spirit, you guessed two. The actual answer is six, which again is one and a half or or whatever. So, right, but
0: ones in Malaysia and ones in the UK. So, yeah, eh. yeah.
1: So uh, anyway, don't see you guessed low. Don't worry. The FAA has devoted. 30 entire people to inspecting all Boeing aircraft being assembled worldwide.
0: Oh, sweet We're light. on it.
1: We're fine. We're oh, cool. Sweet light. Hey, what happened? Oh, don't worry about it. Was that inspected? I don't know. Somebody signed it was.
0: <laughs> you remember this, this brings to mind for me the issue of the USDA considering allowing meat packing plants to inspect their own meat and then sign off on it. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. sounds like perfectly reasonable. We know more about bullshit than anybody else, right?
1: <laughs> well, I mean it's going so well for Boeing. I think we should really take that I, model and really it. Oh,
0: I think that sounds like a fantastic idea. Yeah. Oh sweet Lord. <clears throat> We've also, we've also been told, we've been told that the new game that's sweeping the nation or sweeping the country, depending on who you're listening to. um, We need to bring that every week. So I, I brought, I brought a story for you this week. Okay. For money or Nazis, Todd, I'm going to lay out a scenario for you and you have to tell me. sounds sounds like a dire straight song.
1: Money or Nazis. No, different songs. Chicks for Free? free.
0: No. (laughs) We also suggested Jesus or Nazis. And then at one point this week in the text chain, we suggested Jesus, money or Nazis. And giving you three choices. But uh, we're we're going back to the original.
1: At that point, what I didn't write back was at that point, we have basically just morphed this into rock, paper, scissors, lizard Spock.
0: Yes. Like, (laughs) I don't... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Can we just keep it focused, people?
0: (laughs) So a story broke this week out of the college football playoffs, where originally the plan was to have the six largest, biggest schools that won their conferences play in the playoffs. Right, and then six at-large schools. There were going to be 12 teams. It was a six-and-six model. Yes. But this week they announced that because the Pac-12 is now the Pac-2, they were going to a five plus seven equals 1.3 billion, because that's how much money ESPN makes off of the deal. Uh, Five plus seven kind of scenario. Todd, laying all of that out before you and knowing how this game works money or nazis so
1: initially initially yeah. i think this is this is just a heater right down the middle because it's all about money it's it's money it's money that's it however the fact that we're playing this now makes me concerned that i missed an article i am now thinking well where would Nazis get involved in this? Well, who who stands to make the most money? ESPN. I've read some of the books about ESPN. They're not it's, pretty. It's not I'm not going to say it's Nazis, but but you can you can see that from there. I think however I'm going to uh, you know what? I'm just it's college football. It's college football. The answer to every question in college football
0: is money. I I I agree and and yes, we, we're we're gonna go with money in this case. I don't there there might be just a scotia of Nazi, but not enough to outweigh the 1.3 billion dollars that ESPN uh pays to be able to broadcast the college football playoffs. See,
1: when I read this headline, by the way, I started the beginning of it and I thought it was going in a completely different direction and I thought it was going to be much much tougher Um, so I think we have content for next week
0: Oh yes. Yes. Cause I could have, I had two stories here that I could have gone either way with and depending oh, on I'm, what we oh, covered I said there's an, or yes,
1: I, yes. Oh, the yes. first part, the first part is much more difficult. So the, no, hey, actually everybody. it's
0: not, the first part is not difficult at all. The first part is absolutely Nazis. Okay. We're going to play it next week. Okay.
1: And not by to, the not way, not to give
0: anything away. Yes. By the
1: way, no, I don't think it's that clean cut. Really? Okay. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. Okay. okay unfortunately. Well, we'll dig into that next week. Okay, but in the meantime, Todd, you're a winner. Congratulations. Good work.
1: I believe it's a you're a winner, baby. I just <laughs> unless that's trademarked. Let's not get it.
0: A... Oh, careful. I assume Rue has lawyers. It.
1: I assume Roy Rue has lots of lawyers.
0: <laughs> uh okay, so this, let's see. Oh, it's time for the Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week. Here we go.
1: Okay. So it broke out. It broke this week that Walmart, you you know, your, your, your local Walmart store is going to buy TV maker Vizio for three for, sorry, for $2.3 billion or what we like to call slightly less than two college football playoffs. Now, why is this an idiot? I mean, is it an antitrust problem? Uh, uh, Probably whatever. A lot
0: of people that make TVs, but okay.
1: Walmart sells more Vizio TVs than anybody else. Um, At one point, I thought that would have been Costco. We've owned multiple Vizio TVs. We bought Vizio TVs. At one point, they were, you know, like a nice, inexpensive entry. However, that's not why there's an idiot of the week. My thought was, oh, I guess Walmart wants to get into the TV business. No, nope, nope, nope. Here's where it takes a turn. Do you know which Walmart division
0: Vizio TVs is going into? Are they going into the streaming service area of Walmart? No. They're going into
1: their Walmart. Or Sorry, their, their Walmart. Yeah, no, no crap. It's the Walmart. It's going into Walmart's advertising division. <clears throat> the deal Wait, will what? give Walmart, the deal will give Walmart connect advertising division, new ways to reach customers through in-home media an additional Avenue to grow profits. Quote, this acquisition quote gives us the opportunity to reach and serve customers in new ways and connect more dots for those that advertise with us. Walmart CEO, Doug McMillan said during a call with analysts. So, Uh, Oh, and by uh, according to Walmart, global advertising and membership will generate twenty percent of Walmart's operating income in the current fiscal year, according to their CFO. We talked a while ago. Remember how I said that Roku was going to start putting ads on your TV that you couldn't dismiss, and all of the smart TV companies sell TVs at a loss, and then they harvest all of your data and sell it. Yeah. Yes. Walmart has now bought a smart TV platform not for the TVs, for the advertising capability so that they can get all of the data and sell the data and then use that to sell ads that will appear on your TV. (laughs) Not through your streaming service, not through Peacock, literally on your TV. Remember when you just bought a TV to watch stuff? Yeah. Uh, They did point out that the quality and type of ads is going to change, and probably for the better, according to uh, CEO of some media company. Consumers analysts said we'll probably see more, quote, active forms of advertising, including ads that include QR uh, QR code, a barcode, or buy now buttons superimposed on your TV, all directly linking you to buy it from Walmart. <laughs> So anyway, Gray. you now have a Walmart shopping center in your house. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. This is, this is awesome. Everything's going well. Everything's going well here in TV land. Streaming prices are going up. They're pulling all the content off. So we're paying more for less. They're blocking sharing passwords with family members. And now they're buying TV. Uh, they're selling all of our data. And now they're using it so that they can force ads on the TV, even if you aren't watching what they want to advertise.
0: Other than that, oh, don't, this is going well. Don't forget ads in the ad-free services. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah ad-free now with more ads. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Sort of like sugar-free now with twenty percent less sugar. Wait, I I don't think free means what you think it means.
0: <laughs> How about you? What'd you bring? Uh, I brought. I am back to my standard three stories for you to choose from. Okay. So, free so that you can disappoint Lisa. Story number one. Okay. Who didn't check a bag? Okay. Story number two. No poachers. Yeah. And story number three, I will take three dozen, please. Okay.
1: Here's my problem. Uh I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to think out loud because this is an audio medium. I was immediately drawn to, okay, who didn't check a bag? Which then tells me, go pick something else. However, this sounds like a potential travel story.
0: It does. Yes.
1: Which Lisa might be interested in. Sure. So this is where I get into trouble because my instincts say she wants to hear this. But as we've proven for 207 episodes, my instincts are always wrong, (laughs) (laughs) but I got to be me. So let's go with, okay, who didn't check a bag?
0: Okay. So sadly, this is honestly a story that nobody, and I mean, nobody wants to hear. Nobody. Sounds
1: perfect for our
0: audience. right? Passengers aboard a Delta flight from Amsterdam to Detroit got a surprising and disgusting announcement from the pilot an hour into their flight. They'd be turning around due to maggots falling from a bag in an overhead bin, showering a passenger in the process. Nope, don't like that. Don't like that at all. Dateline, Amsterdam, Thursday, February 15th. So the passenger had packed a fish in their bag. And the maggots from the baggage. She was, quote, she was freaking out. She was just trying to kind of fight off these maggots. I really don't know what was going through my mind. I was trying to process it. Disgust is one thing, of course. We had to wait there for help to actually come. The, the flight crew eventually traced the maggots to a passenger's bag, which contained rotten fish wrapped in newspaper. Some of the idiocy has to fall on the airline security. Whatever Amsterdam's version of TSA is. There's, there's got to be some responsibility there.
1: In their defense... Real quick. Is that on the is rotten fish wrapped in newspaper? Is that on the security list? It is not.
0: (laughs) I can bring a sandwich onto the plane.
1: Can't take it off. That's a internationally, you can bring it on the plane. You can't take it off the plane. Right.
0: Right, Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's the job of the beagles. Uh,
1: That's the job of the beagles. Once you land
0: stateside. For the record, Delta Airlines confirmed to CNN that the flight had to turn around, but they did not address questions specifically about the maggots. So uh, I think everybody can feel safer about these MF and maggots on this MF and plane.
1: I would say my concern would be how did security or anybody not not smell this rotting dead fish? as it was going through the conveyor belt, but having been to Amsterdam in the last six months, what I can tell you is the entire place smells like weed. So even (laughs) rotting fish, even rotting fish does not overpower the smell of weed in Amsterdam. (laughs)
0: Lisa, if you were actually wanting the other two stories, if you're curious, Kroger's and Albertsons are colluding against grocery workers by agreeing to not poach each other's workers, and have now run afoul of the government, um, the United Food Commercial Workers Union, uh, and and the government because they are uh, colluding to oppose unions. Uh, and the the other one about three dozen that was about Titleist golf balls. Titleist has now released a new golf ball that they're selling in packs of 12 that are specifically targeted for indoor golf. I don't know why I would need 12 because it's indoor golf.
1: You haven't been indoor golfing with me. So let's see what happens. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most people don't bring the air conditioning duct into play on this hole.
0: You didn't do that. Did you? The, yeah. So, so uh, just trying to please our audience there by making sure that the story that they wanted to hear actually got covered. Even though I broke the rule about only doing one story. Okay. Anyway. By the way,
1: just real quick, this isn't technical corner, but the whole, Hey, let's agree not to poach each other. Employees. Yeah. Apple got busted for that under Steve Jobs because they had an agreement with Google and a couple of other high-tech – They all, all the CEOs got together and agreed that they weren't going to try to recruit other people's employees. And this was Steve Jobs' idea of why don't we just not recruit everybody, then that way we don't lose our talent and we have to keep paying them. When people remember that Steve Jobs did lots of cool stuff, people remember Steve Jobs did some bad stuff. And most people forget that he colluded (laughs) to make sure (laughs) that his employees wouldn't get fair market wage (laughs) and be recruited to another. By the way, the feds also uh, investigated that and they had thoughts. Yes, they Apple did lose that one. Yeah.
0: Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Do you watch anything good?
1: In the last week, we finished watching Oldney Murders in the Building. We started watching it a couple of months ago and watched like the first three episodes and then just sort of walked away from it. Yeah. And so we watched the rest of them. What I have to, well, it's been out for a while. I remember the reason why I walked away after the first three was like, yeah, this thing is kind of, oh, it's not going, like, what happened? And then the next one or two that we started episodes, either f- like four was fine. And then five or something was just like, Oh my goodness, the wheels have fallen off this thing completely. And then it picked back up and it's like, Oh, this is the good show. They, they just had to burn two or three episodes of let's do a lot of setup, just a lot of really slow setup. Anyway. So we did, it was uh, season three. Very entertaining, eventually, uh, delivered, and then we it looks like we watched uh, one of the things that you guys watched.
0: uh yeah, uh, I, I don't remember what I was doing, but Amy, I, I heard in the in the other room the grand Tour theme come on. I'm like, oh, hey, what's this? A new Grand Tour Sand Job, where they went to Mauritania dropped. It is 90 minutes of everything that you expect from the grand tour. Actually, let me just throw this
1: out. Cause Lisa and I talked about it. There is, it is everything that you expect from the grand tour, except. I think this is the first one of their things that didn't have a single stupid homophobic slur uh-huh. gag. Like, like actually like, Hey, wait, like there wasn't that worthy. Are you still doing that? Tw- like, what are you doing? It, so it's everything that you expect from the grand tour plus
0: not being kindergartners. So, so I, I'm going to count that as a plus. <laughs> that's 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 that is addition by subtraction yes. and something unexpectedly blows up in a big, big way. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. It's the good stuff minus yeah. some of the bad stuff. Yeah. By the way, it is also, this is their pen ultimate special. So oh, okay. they have one more that they are currently okay. filming. Okay. Also in Africa that will appear next year. And then they are planning on being done.
0: Oh, well, that's too bad.
1: Well, I, they kind of asked Jeremy about it and he's like, I'm getting too old for this. This is really, really physical and I am old and fat and I just can't do this anymore. <laughs>
0: Can I go back to my farm and do those? Those are a whole lot easier. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So enjoy this one. Enjoy the next one. And then wave off, wave them off into the sunset.
0: Did you, the other thing that we watched was the second season of vigil, which does not take place on the vigil yet. They still called it vigil. Did you watch that yet?
1: No, actually, as I was coming in here to record, Lisa said, hey, if you wrap up at a reasonable time tonight, uh, we could start watching Vigil. So I think that was my uh, enticement to not go not make this an, a three hour episode.
0: Turn on the subtitles and enjoy the hell out of it. It is quite a ride.
1: And you're saying turn on the subtitles because it's Scottish. They're still yes. speaking English. They is, are. Like, it's, it's English. It's just with the Scottish accent.
0: It's important to catch all of the words and because it's scottish what was that not scottish (laughs) but (laughs) but about as good as some of the characters on there because i couldn't understand them either definitely definitely recommend it's really really good yep And oh, wow, look at this. We are ahead of time. We are ahead of schedule. And we are ready for for what we learned this week. Tell you what, I'll go first. Do you care? Feel free. No, go ahead. Okay. I learned this week that I was selected to go ref in the girls' state basketball tournament. So on Wednesday night, I will be working a 1a game and then on friday i've been asked to be the bench official so um have duties all day helping with the games and be dressed to step in if god forbid there's an emergency or somebody gets sick or something but championship games on friday i'm going to be the bench official uh and but working a game on wednesday night so congratulations look at that thanks Thanks. I, I think it's all because we do technical corner on this podcast, honestly, because before we started doing technical corner, I'd never gotten to do that. I think that was, that was probably the thing that pushed me over the top. For outstanding achievement in promoting officiating. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. Not idiocy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. So. Yeah, my sta- it's my standard crew. It's uh, Alan and Mark and I uh, get to go together and, and work on Wednesday night. We're we're pretty excited about it.
1: Okay, give me just a second. I need to set up a Google News filter for Iowa Girls State Basketball Tournament referee
0: controversy. Let me just,
1: just I want to be flagged <laughs> the moment something. <laughs>
0: It, they stream all the games. You could actually watch it if you're really, really. Oh, by the way, we're not going to be able to record next Wednesday night. Not for nothing.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. Or, okay.
0: or we're going to need to go after dark.
1: Okay. Well, we'll uh, yeah, we'll figure okay. we'll, okay. we'll
0: we'll figure something out. Okay. Okay. How about you? What did you learn?
1: <sighs> okay, this is not nearly. This, okay, you should have gone. You should have gone last. I'm just telling you right now. You should have gone last. Okay. That was better. Sometimes it's what I learned is interesting, like oh, that's really interesting or or boy, I was stupid this is th- this is something I learned that sort of twisted my head a little bit, and I'm like i i don't know what I was thinking, but it wasn't this so so I was reading a book called Longitude, and it talked about how how people tried to figure out for seafaring out of Britain how f- far west or east you were and how difficult that was. And it talks about a guy who had no training, basically spent his entire life building four different clocks that could go to sea because you need to know the exact time. And there was a whole bunch involved with it. At one point then it talks about some of the trials and everything else. And somewhere in it, it because of all this, it talked about surveying and all these things. And it talked about the Mason Dixon line. Okay. And it, it just made a comment about it that was like, wait, I know the Mason Dixon line, right? Like, and then it said, oh, you know, that separates Pennsylvania. You know, right at the at the bottom of Pennsylvania, and I thought, wait, I thought the pen I thought the Mason Dixon line was a little bit lower. Oh, now I gotta go look. So I go to the source of all truth and knowledge and and go find this. And here's what I learned. Uh Dwayne, I'm gonna ask you just because I'm gonna let people play at home. This isn't an official game, it's not scored. This is just for um, this is a, a friendly, as they would say. Okay. Do you know what the Mason so the Mason Dixon line is sort of separates the north from the south, right? Do you know what it's named for?
0: Is it named for a family feud, Richard Dawson? Was it a feud between the Masons and the Dixons?
1: I assumed that. That is what I thought, right? It was like the families, like a Mason and a Dixon, one on the north and one on the south and they drew a line or whatever. Is nope. it
0: the line is nope. it between two towns?
1: Nope, nope, nope. The Mason-Dixon line, well known in United States, in in United in United States history, is named for Charles Mason and Jeremiah Dixon, two English surveyors who were asked by the states to come in and survey a line to determine where the borders of some of the states were and so they had English surveyors come in so the Mason-Dixon line which we think of the north and south is simply named for two British dudes who came over and measured the whole thing
0: wow this really is an educational podcast well
1: it's certainly not a comedy one at this point
0: (laughs) the music is happy boy by kevin mcleod you can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting scholar todd prince wherever you get your visiting surveyor messed that up sorry (laughs) Visiting surveyor Todd Prins wherever you get your pods. Just search Talkin' and the number two. There's no G and no space. You can check out our award winning merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, and DJ to Go Cedar Valley. And as always, you can send us your feedback to feedback at com. Todd?
1: All right. I'm not going to follow any rules because I have two things I would like to cover here. The okay. first one, when we talked about Boeing does self-inspection and the good news is that the uh, that the meat packing industry also wants to do their own inspections, my thought was let's get different inspectors because what we're going to end up with otherwise is,
0: hey, what's in my hamburger? Oh, those are the bolts. The Wrong solving. factory. Yeah, we're solving problems here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yep. So
1: so let's make sure that we got the right inspectors in the right places. Okay. Yep. However, however, that was there before. And then you then you announced the what you get to do that you've been selected for the state basketball tournament. Which of course my thought was, so on Friday, you're being invited to state as the bench officials. So you get to sit on the you get to sit on the bench and then <laughs> And the yes. Iowa State Basketball Tournament. My assumption was is that they were looking around and says, Do we have do we have anybody in the officials pool who is qualified, who has experience in just just, just sitting, sitting on the bench and not doing anything, not, not having doing, to go in. Not yes. going in, not who's dressed, yep. who is dressed and ready to go in at a moment's
0: notice. Yes. But won't. Probably won't. Could. Could. Probably won't. But probably won't. If, if, if everything goes well, probably won't.
1: And, and my yes. thought is, is, at the meeting, when they said that, you just dropped your head, <sighs> raised your hand. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> I think I'm the most qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson, you're in. The game? No. The bench.
0: No. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) well we will next week we will report on how things went hopefully uh hopefully there will be nothing to report and we will have no stories whatsoever of any kind that aren't good so but uh if there are you know that we'll report them (laughs) we're here we're talking to todd
1: By the way, I forgot to tell you. During the Super Bowl, during the halftime show, when Usher was out doing all of his things before the roller skates, he was out there doing all this stuff. A whole bunch of people were on the field, also dancing or whatever. Lisa looks down and goes, "Oh, look! Hey, Dwayne could be there." And I said, "What?" She goes, "Look, drum majors."
0: Just playing. We're playing all the high school hits. <laughs> Clearly, yes. <laughs> Hold on. Those of you watching the video, you're going to watch me take my shirt off now and dance around just like Usher. No, no, that's not, ha- no.
1: It's it's a, it's a reverse only fans. That's going to happen unless we raise 50 bucks. people.
0: <laughs> put it on, put it, put it on, put it on,
1: put it all on. <laughs>